It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. I'm DJ Erm, man. What's going on, brother? I'm good. You good? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Beautiful yes, day sir. out here in Seattle. Um, want to say happy Father's Day, first and foremost, to all the fathers out there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, handling their business, raising their kings and queens. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. One day I hope to be like y'all. <laughs> um, for those of you first-time listeners, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture. Um, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements out here just, just shaking shit up, man, making moves, um, paving ways, carving lanes, doing their thing, man, right? Yes, sir. I could say it in so many different ways. Yes, sir. That's what they're doing. Um, now, obviously, we always want to make sure we're shouting out the supporters, right? The constant supporters, the encouragers who are just giving us that love and the support. Um, for those consistent listeners, thank you. And for the first-time listeners, thank you as well. Um, if you want to continue supporting the podcast and supporting the platform, supporting these these amazing guests that we have on this show, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow all the, find all the episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Make sure you like it. I got you. Make sure you like it too. <laughs> you try to jump. One day yeah, you go jump you across that me. table and just like yeah. come after me, bro. Uh-huh. I already know. <laughs> um, also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the up and up. Um, we got a lot of great things. We've been moving, man. We've been doing a lot of great work. Yeah. Um, shout out to TAF, uh, Technology Access Foundation. Yeah, we were able definitely. to connect with the youth and the students there and doing our thing. Shout out to Vozy, right? Mm-hmm. The homies. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, want to say uh, Up and Up Clothing is officially up. It's been up, been right? Up. Go follow us at Up and Up Clothing as well, at underscore Up and Up Clothing, I'm sorry. Or you can visit upandupclothing.com to stay on the Up and Up in style, right? You like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. You got to get one. these people fresh out here, man. <laughs> you dig? Um, now, I have a special announcement to make um, about something that's going to be coming to the city of Seattle um, in August. Right, a, a specific individual. Do you want to know? Do you know his name? Uh, I think he goes by Nas. Nasir. Yeah. Nasir Jones. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, think he's a musician <laughs> or an artist. Yes, yes. Um, so we actually are working um, on a ticket giveaway uh, for for a lucky winner um, to 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 attend the 25 years of Illmatic concert. It's 25 celebrating a quarter century of Illmatic, which I think is the greatest rap album ever made. That's just me though. Um, yeah. and it's, it's Shout Nas, there. yeah, it's going to be Nas featuring AZ, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to AZ and special guests. So there's probably going to be some other heavy hitters on that, on that bill as well. Um, it's going to be on August 17th at the Showware Center in Kent. So make sure you look into that, but we are giving people a chance to win a pair of free tickets, right? How? How? Yeah. Want me to tell you how? I'm going to tell them how. (laughs) Okay, so we're actually doing it through the Up and Up Clothing store. So if you've made a purchase at Up and Up Clothing between the launch, which was May 13th, up until July 31st, Mm -hmm. you will be entering yourself into the drawing to win a pair of free tickets to see one of the greatest to ever do it live. Yeah. Right? Wow. It's big time, right? 
It's big time. Yeah, so go ahead and visit. <clears throat> go ahead and visit upandupclothing.com and enter enter for your chance to win, man. I, I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see you there at the concert too, right? Even if you didn't win, pull up. Support yeah, it. Always. Um, Now, getting that out the way, anything else? Anything else? Nah, was that was that good? Yeah, that's, that's cool. Okay, cool. Now, you know how we do it, man. If you're a first-time listener, we obviously always bring up uh, amazing guests up here who have compelling stories, um, you know, uh, driven missions, <clears throat> right, um, focused on impact and really just cultivating culture out here. And I would say today's guest is a man who's, who's leading the charge on bringing unity amongst black communities, not just virtually, but in reality, right, like real deal. Mm-hmm. Like you could... You know what I'm saying? You could touch people and be like, oh, I know that person, right? Not just <laughs> not yeah. just on the internet, right? And I applaud him for that. Um, I would say he's he's the ultimate uh, connector, conduit, who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up. Um, to give you some insight on the work the brother's been doing, he is the founder and creator of the Collective Seattle, uh, which is an organization slash community of over 3,000 young professionals of color. Three bands, three, three racks, three stacks. That's amazing. It wasn't that funny, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, 3,000 Young Professionals of Color is based here in the greater Seattle area. Um, to talk a little bit about their, <laughs> to talk a little bit about their mission, um, you know, they do have a very, very powerful mission to create lasting friendships and meaningful connections amongst the young black professionals. Um, they are, they're, able, they're doing it through fostering experiences uh, for diverse groups of movers, shakers, explorers, thinkers, doers. I like that word, doers, mm-hmm. right? People who are out here actually making moves, doing their thing, man. And he's creating spaces for that, him and his team as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's just get straight to him, man. Our guest is none other than the ultimate and true culture cultivator himself, Anthony Kerr. Can we get a round of applause for him? Yes, sir. How you doing, boss? Doing good. Doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, man. You know, um, thank you for coming to the show, man. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate you. Now, uh, we obviously, I don't know if you're familiar, but we usually start to show off with the quote of the day, um, something to kind of get the mood right, get the vibe right, just kind of set the tone for the conversation. And um, Yeah, you love quotes? Well, (laughs) brother to your right, got got one for you. (laughs) I'm coming with it. So uh, the quote of the day today is, uh, teamwork requires some sacrifice up front. People who work as a team have to put the collective needs of the group ahead of their individual interests. Mm. I like that. Who said, who said that quote? Uh, Patrick Lencioni. Mm. He's a writer. I see what you did there, too. A little play on the words. Collective. Yeah. You want to <laughs> run that back for the, yeah, for yeah. the people in the back? I like that. So <laughs> Pay attention, uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we have to throw that in there. So uh, teamwork requires some sacrifice up front. People who work as a team have to put the collective needs of the group ahead of their individual interests. Mm. Yeah. I think that quote is perfect. That's oh, real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, definitely. And we bring in the quotes, obviously, because they're great quotes. Um, it's, it's good inspiration for us, for the listeners. But it also ties into kind of, you know, the work you do with through the Collective Seattle and probably other things that you're, 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 you're focused on as well. So what we like to do is kind of give people a chance to really get a, get a sense of, you know, before we get into your, your story and the buildup, uh, kind of give you a chance to explain what is the Collective Seattle and and how would you best describe what you guys are trying to do with that? Absolutely. So the the collective is essentially a, a community of mostly young professionals, uh, people who work in and around Seattle who uh, are just looking for connections, looking for friends, looking for business partners, looking for new jobs, mm-hmm. looking for the place to get their hair cut on Saturday, 
looking for restaurants, and we're just trying to provide them the, the opportunity and the experiences necessary to like fully enjoy and, and take part in the city that they live in. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. That's, that's, de- a, that's definitely needed. Yeah. You know, so. For sure. I mean, especially haircuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, man. Shout I, out to Jay Styles. Hey, 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 go ahead, man. Go ahead. But um, that's dope, man. And I think um, and I think it's it's definitely been kind of taking on a life of its own, right? I, I think since you started it. Um, but I do want to kind of take it back and let people kind of get a chance to know your story in terms of, um, you know, how you got to this point currently. Uh, where did you Where did you grow up originally? I am originally from Columbia, Maryland. Mm. Mm. Baltimore, Columbia, Columbia Baltimore. <laughs> I know. I just, you know, it's crazy. I, I, my bad. I just when I hear Maryland, I think ba- I think Baltimore instantly. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Maryland. So like Maryland, you have like the Baltimore area, um, and yeah. then you have like the the area that's like. Closer to I totally DC. just dismissed your entire city, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and and like I'm I'm essentially from the the city that's in between Baltimore and DC. Okay. Um. So I, I got a little bit of uh of both in terms of my my cultural upbringing. Yeah. So what was it like growing up out there? Um. And I guess some of the things you were able to see as you were you know kind of coming into your manhood, um, that kind of shaped the way you see the world and your outlook. Absolutely. So Columbia is a planned community. Uh, so it's very interesting in, in how diversity is intentional, not only racial diversity, but like socioeconomic diversity. So mm. the, the neighborhoods are like, all right, you have your, uh, your, your big houses next to your, let's say, your projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just the, the schools that I went to were just like incredibly diverse and clever, or very culturally rich. Mm. Uh, so it was a really good place to grow up. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's important, too. Like, growing up, the diversity aspect of it, you know, kind of turns you into, like, a well-rounded person. Start yeah. understanding a lot of things, you know. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you're just exposed to different people, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people who grew up, never seen a black person in their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they see them on TV all day, right? Yeah. Um, so, I think that's dope. Now, I guess, um, wh- how, because, you know, through, through what you explained earlier about the collective and how, essentially, it's a... Uh, it's a way to form community, right? Um, what 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 examples did you have growing up in terms of community? Like, I feel like you have to know the importance of that early on to truly want to see it as you get older, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think it was in college, really, where it really hit home for me. Where'd you go to school? Uh, the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, oh, Aggie wow. Pride. Okay. Wow. Okay. Break it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Got rep for the HBC. So. Yeah. That's up, man. That's dope. But yeah, so so college, it kind of started in college. Yeah, so really the it was about the power of community. Uh, it's like essentially everywhere or uh, every, let's say, career progression that I've made, every social progression has been because of someone else mm-hmm. and the community around me. So it, it was the importance of that community and, and how you can develop communities and how you can em- enable others and how mm. it enables you and just lifts everyone forward mm. uh, or lifts everyone up. And this coming out of a and it was just like, all right, you, you just need this massive support system to move everyone forward. Mm. Uh, and that's that's something I, I I really appreciated about that community, and I kind of seek to find that or build that every in every space that I move in. Mm. Damn, that's big. powerful. Nah, yeah. seriously, man. So uh, when did you come to Seattle? 
How'd you get out here? So I was working for a, a company, uh, Procter and Gamble, and they asked me to move out here. Uh, and I had never been to Seattle before. Like my mm. first experience in Seattle was to find somewhere to live. That was yeah. <laughs> like I did some research on the internet. I was like, all right, cool. These are the neighborhoods I should look in. And uh, like Seattle wasn't on my map before. Well, what, did you have any expectations? I had zero expectations because I had no <laughs> idea what I was getting into. It was like, so I'm looking on the internet. It's like uh, it rains all the time, yeah. and uh, it's like Amazon's based there, and Microsoft. Like, all right, so. There's places to work and there's mountains to look at, but like mm. that, w- it was really difficult to discern. Like, what is what is Seattle about? What's the culture about? Yeah, um, especially coming from the East Coast, like mm-hmm. it's about almost the longest flight I can have in the continental United States. So, You're just sitting there thinking about it, <laughs> yeah, all the time in the world. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder what this place is gonna be like. <laughs> yeah, and I, I barely knew anyone from here, so like I had two friends that I'd known previously that uh, lived here, and it's just like, all right, so I'm showing up ready to go let's see mm. yeah i feel you man because there'll be places where i go and i'm like i'll be there for like three days or something and i'm like okay i know how the city is but how is it really like i always ask myself that mm. so yeah. i feel like you kind of went through that like where's like how's seattle really like, yeah. like you said there's mountains to look at and stuff like that but you know so that's crazy bro. yeah and it's like i think i think a lot of, some cultures are shared like globally Right, mm-hmm. whereas some is like you gotta yeah, you, gotta you gotta pull go up to it. know what's what's yeah. up, you know. Like I think everybody knows New York culture, right? I don't mm-hmm. care where you live, you know about the boroughs, you know, you just know certain slang, right? Yeah. Same thing with California and like the South and certain things. So um, expectations, yeah, yeah, expectations are important. Um, but at the same time, I think they could hinder you too, because from like truly coming in with the open mind, right? Which I'm sure you had open mind, right? I mean, you had no choice, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I had no yeah. expectations at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got here, um, obviously you were trying to establish yourself professionally, right, in your career. Um, when did it kind of become evident to you that, all right, I kind of have to do for myself. Like if, I, if there's something that's not here, I got to create it, right? Absolutely. Uh, instead of like waiting for someone to tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, do you need help? Mm-hmm. So... It was my first weekend here, actually. Um, Wait, that's I, when you created the... Yeah, my first weekend when I <laughs> oh, created wow. the clay. <laughs> so, essentially, I had I was downtown um, uh, living on 6th Avenue, and I had two friends here, and I essentially just set them up. Like, all right, what's the move? What do mm-hmm. we get into this weekend? Where's the day party? Uh, where are the black people? And they had zero information. <laughs> um, and it was like, they, they had lived here for period like a few months i was like you, you've been here too long to have zero information yeah. so we were at a bar or a uh, restaurant and i had just started conversations with like a couple of other black people that were just in the space mm-hmm. uh, and they also had zero clue as to what was happening i'm like mm. i'm starting to notice a trend and i've been here for three hours <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah. and at that moment i was like all right i'm gonna create a group chat add everyone in this space to the group chat. Mm. Uh, it's like, all right, at least amongst ourselves, we're going to uh, stay connected mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on mm. and, and, and continue to share that. That's interesting, man. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people, it's interesting that that was important to you, right? Because I think some people are too focused on, all right, am I good? Is everything good for me, right? And I think what, I don't know if this is really what you were looking for, but, 
um, you were trying to create something that everybody can partake in, not just you, right? Yep. It wasn't just about, oh, I want to go out and party. It's like, how can I create something bigger than just myself, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was this definite need because like the first – uh, I'll say first handful of people that I met in Seattle, like they were on their way out. Uh, mm. I was like, I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh, I can't find the community I'm looking for. I'm not having any fun. It's just mm. like, it, and it wasn't a, a question of do these things exist or not. It's like they had no basis or knowledge to start with in regards to what's happening in the city. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, we really just needed to like, not be visitors here it's like, mm, like yeah. we we live here it's like all right we, we have to take a little bit of onus to mm-hmm. uh kind of make it a, as good as an experience as possible for us yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's like my experience growing up out here i think um we talked about this too where i feel like the state of washington in itself is not integrated to tend to us mm-hmm. right because we're just a minority in terms of population so then what happens is people tend to kind of be fragmented, right? Like, there's tons of... There, like, growing up, I know there's black people out here, you know, and I know where they are, but I never really had access to certain people, right? Like, it was... Uh, everybody was kind of in their own circles and was fragmented, and um, <clears throat> that's part of kind of why we felt the up and up was necessary was to bridge that gap so people just knew who existed, like, who was doing what, right? And um, so I think it's great that you saw that as well, and you obviously didn't grow up here but you just saw that right and i think people we've been seeing it for a while so i think it just takes people to just say yo i want to create something to change this shit right Mm -hmm. instead of just pointing the finger you know it's like let's just do some shit let's make something happen and and make it work um so that's real um so you said it started with the group chat and everything like that so how did it like continue to grow how did you like keep the momentum yeah so I started a group me and initially like all right we had twenty people like twenty people cool that's a big deal right there uh, and it was kind of odd because people wouldn't really talk to each other it's like yeah. they, they didn't know each other so I kind of had to trick people into coming outside all at the same time so they can meet each other oh uh, yeah like, I'll just tell people separately like oh just show up to this happy hour with me so I told like. 10 people separately and they all show up like oh all these people are here Damn. It's like yeah you're in a group chat with them say hi um, <laughs> and eventually like as the the community started to build and people became a little more friendly they would bring their friends like all right we went from 20 people to 50 people i'm like dope like we we moving now mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. time it's like oh we went from 50 to 500 it's like all right it's getting it's getting wow. big and then 500,000 like all right now we got to got to organize <laughs> slow down, slow yeah. down. close that door man close that door we need to check these motherfuckers in man got to organize we got like we that's real like now we have the power to create and have an audience for that creation yeah and i was like all right we have a place that's not exactly catering to us to our to our needs mm. or to us uh, so now we got to uh, put on for ourselves and, mm. and we have, the, let's say, the critical mass to do so. So I'm curious, too, because when you like that's hard, bro. That's hard to like really insert yourself to get people to connect, bro. Like sometimes it's hard to just get two people to see eye to eye and talk to each other, you mm-hmm. know. So um, did that take a toll on you at all? Or was it a, was it something that may have been frustrating at times where you're like, man, if only y'all could see what I see and, and what this can become. Like, just talk to the person. Yeah. Uh, I'll say... Because you can't control people. You know, that's kind of how I see it, too. Absolutely. I'll say, certainly, initially, it was was kind of a bit of a grind to just keep the the engagement going. It was Mm -hmm. a bit of a grind to, like, 
get people to add people to the group. It's mm-hmm. like you are one person, you know, five other people that are experiencing the same issues. So like, just add them to the group. <laughs> What's yeah. the, like, why am I adding your friends to the group? Add your own friends to the group. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, I would say like the first year or two was just uh, more of a grind than what people realize uh, because a lot of people don't see what you're building until it's already built. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that sounds obvious. No, like, yeah, of course they don't yeah, see it. No, no, it's like, see, see it to believe you. I that's real. See it to yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, let's say you take a, a skyscraper and like first before they build a skyscraper, they did, they put a giant hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like at that point, you should know a skyscraper is coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it doesn't take to like, oh, it's a finished structure. Like, yeah. oh, this thing is here. So uh, using that metaphor, it's just like, uh, a lot of people didn't uh, buy in into, let's say, the community until it like actually was physically or or, or tangible, mm-hmm. uh, and it created like obvious value for them. Mm. So, um, I'm also curious about how you, as you, as you saw it growing, um, you obviously have to start tailoring to people's interests, right? Like you gotta. You got 500 people. That's 500 different types of interests, right? Mm-hmm. People may not want to go do this type of thing that you're thinking everybody should do. So, how what was your strategy behind creating spaces or events or things or things for people to partake in, but also gauging what their interests are? Did you have a way to like, because you know, 500 yeah. is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I would say initially, like I I had not a lot of energy to be an event planner. Gotcha. Um, and it was. Initially, I was like, I was just trying to find like the best thing in the city and like get people to go there all at once. Mm. Like, oh, here's uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar at Bumbershoot. Let's mm. all go to Bumbershoot and go see the show. Or here's like a happy hour. Let's all go to this happy hour. Mm. Uh, and it was really uh, some others that was like, oh, we can plan our own events. So like, all right, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was really big on outsourcing because I did not. Uh, Planning events wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to keep the community going, keep the community flowing. And, like, over time, as we had a lot of people say, all right, I'll step up and plan an event, you start to notice, like, the type of activities people like and the type of experiences people like. Uh, and then we just started solving for, like, the lowest common denominator. Like, everyone will show up to a happy hour Everyone will show up to a party. Mm-hmm. Not everyone will show up to a book club. Mm, uh, yeah. Not everyone's going to show up and, and go paddle boarding. So yeah. uh, to build momentum, just kept going with, like, here's the thing that the most people will like. And, yeah. like, uh, and even that, it, like, isolates some people because some mm-hmm. people just aren't social. Like, I don't want to go yeah. to a happy hour. I don't want to go to a party. Yeah. I don't want to go where all these other people yeah. are going to be. So you kind of have to... Uh, work with that too and, yeah. and get the hikes going and the ski trips and uh so y'all went skiing yeah we uh that's dope a couple what was it like two or three years ago we had like a few small ski trips that like okay. maybe like 10 people come and so it was a uh this has served to expand our our own uh repertoire or expand yeah. our yeah. our own skill set or things that I probably would never do on my own. Yeah. Uh, like skiing wasn't a thing that I was actively looking to participate in, but now yeah. I'd be on the slopes every season. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you start to grow and expand, you know, as you, I think a lot of things can come from like just learning from each other. Uh, like we talked about it too. It's like you create this one big network and what ends up happening is you got sub networks within that network. Right. Yeah. And you just start seeing it just flourish pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. 
and I'm saying with or through other people, like you can learn or get exposure to just about anything. Uh, so as you expand your network, you expand your uh, your periphery vi- or peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. You to start to see more. You start to be interested in more. Mm-hmm. You start to get a little bit more curious about mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I bought a paddleboard. Like what? What am I doing? <laughs> <a> paddleboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. So how how important was it to like build something like this? Like and have a team. Uh yeah. So uh, everything that we do through the collective is generally a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the day parties that we had, we uh, collaborated with Culture Shock Curators. Shout mm-hmm. out to their first Friday happy hours. Yeah. Uh, Layback Allure. Uh, shout out to their, to their Thursday social club for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like spin class, like Brittany Love uh, uh, or the poetry show, like Jessica Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we do is a collaboration so you can build on other people's talents you can mm-hmm. build on other resources you can reach out to their communities and really we're just creating experiences that just uh speak to more people yeah. um i like that because if we just did everything on our own it'll just be like the things we like yeah, uh, yeah. and that excludes a lot of people because yeah not everyone likes to do the same things yeah like, uh, and it's a lot too yeah. it's a lot of burden to try to be the person to say i think this is what people like it's, it's, it's kind of like an assumptive approach, right? That's how I see it. Um, I also had a question because obviously in growing the network, um, I've come to find that like a lot of people just aren't social, right? Like you said. So I'm not social. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so for those people who are introverts, right? Like do you have advice for how they can create a network? Because I think there's a lot of people I know personally who want to network and they, they know networking is important and they're smart capable people but they just don't like talking to people or they don't like you know being that first person to reach out and say hey so do you have advice for people yeah um, in that situation i like to say everyone assumes that i am an extrovert but i am in fact not an extrovert yeah, you, chill. <laughs> you chill you too chill bro yeah. <laughs> like I, I i can do the things but i, I don't thrive off of that so it it's all about purpose like i hate small talk so like if you just put me in a room that's the general, let's say, just a general event, and, like, there's nothing really specific uh, happening. It's like, I, I might be in the corner somewhere. Like, I, I'm I'm not in the mix, as people believe. Mm. So for introverts, like, I would say find your passion and go to where your passion is. So if, you, if you're about salsa dancing, like, go to the salsa dancing community. Like, mm-hmm. even an introvert could probably talk about the thing that they're passionate about all day. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... Exactly. If you're into basketball or you into anime, you into uh, spoken word, you into fitness, like there are communities mm-hmm. for all of this. Mm. And you just have to find uh, the community that speaks to you the most. Like yeah. if you really into uh, like romance novels, I'm sure there's a group of people who will read romance novels with you. Yeah. Uh, so it, if you... If you don't find purpose, then it, it could be, like, intimidating because then you just have to figure out, like, random small talk and yeah, get to know people. Yeah. And not, a, not everyone thrives on that. Not everyone likes that. That's uh, real, bro. And you, I would say you, you don't have to you don't have to do that. Like, just make yeah. it easy for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's real. No, I feel you, bro, because even that, like, there's some, sometimes I just hate small talk. Or there's, like, you just know there's, like, elephant in the room type thing. You're like, man. Talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, so, no, I feel you, you know. So, finding the passions allows you to skip the small talk. Like, you you don't have to be like, oh, so how are you? Where are you from? 
what's the weather like there? Like, yeah. you don't have to do all that. You can just yeah. skip to the get to the point. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. I, I think um I think even like being in smaller settings, like for some reason people don't think that's networking because it's not like no like some huge thing or like a a huge group of people. Um, like one of my favorite Jay Z lines is when he said, um, "Less is more. There's plenty of us." Right um, on that pound cake song with Drake, and it was like I understood what he meant because even through the up and up, uh, we collaborated <coughs> with Vozy and we put on "The World Is Yours." Right, this this series of um, creating a safe space, and you know it's a limited amount of people, and it's a small group, and it's crazy. A lot of those people I I know are introverts, but in in that space, they're able to just be super expressive and like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they feel like they're able to truly talk. Not small talk, but really talk, yeah. right? Um, so I think it is important for people to understand, like, yo, networking isn't just going to the big conferences and, like, you know what I mean, running around, handing business cards, shaking. It's, like, truly connecting in what feels natural and true yeah. to you, right? Yeah, and, like, that's dope. get to the point, find the value. Uh, I I think that's the easiest way to, to reduce that friction. Mm. Hell yeah, man. So... You guys, um, you guys put on a lot of events. You mentioned like ski trips and day parties. Um, I guess what would you say was the one event you put on where you was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's going down, it's going down," <laughs> and we got something here, you know? Uh, I I would say the very first event that we like, let's say, formally organized and advertised uh was this like rooftop happy hour at 95 slide when rip 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 to 95 slide man. <laughs> it Damn. was like we we put some flyers out and uh i i was having such a good time i don't even know how many people came i just know we filled up the rooftop it was at capacity mm-hmm. there were people downstairs mm-hmm. that i never saw because i never went downstairs mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was this an amazing experience uh, and for like many of us, it was like the first time we had seen, let's say, just that many black people in yeah. one spot yeah. at yeah. one time. Yeah. Uh, cause it, During the day. Yeah. Like at the time, <laughs> yeah. the, the majority of the group was like all transplants, like yeah. working at uh, companies where they might be the only person of the color on the floor. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so yeah. like other than seeing like their handful of friends like every week or every other yeah. week or on the weekends or what have you that was their first time. I was like, wow, we really are out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important too, yeah. man. And that's refreshing, bro. Yeah. Like I can only imagine, you know, how they're feeling after that. Yeah. And we even talked about that when we had uh, Ish on the show, right? How I think like those who are locals, sometimes we're, we, we kind of have our cliques. We're comfortable in, in our, in our blackness out here. We've kind of accepted what it is. And we, we tend to not realize like there's people who truly like are feel alone. In a sense, you know what I mean? Like they're like, yo, I don't have nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's a bigger, uh, it's a bigger um, issue, you know. And I think you guys are helping. I think a lot. There's a lot of movements out here, man, and that's what's dope. Like, there's a lot of movements out here that are just helping fix that problem. It's really just bringing unity, man. Yeah. Collective. I like. I wish <laughs> I could track it, but like when I first moved out here, like every other person I met was leaving and gone. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I think someone. Uh, told me point blank to my face, I'm leaving Seattle because I'll never find my husband here. Like, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, like, I, I wish I would tracked it, but, like, I'm seeing less people leave as frequently. That's or mm-hmm. at least within the collective or the community. So I, I would imagine that, like, being able to find some friends <laughs> yeah. or find your next job or yeah. at least find somewhere to 
sit down and have some good food yeah. uh, has something to do with that. Yeah. So, man, I, I really like, I like the name first off, the collective. It just sounds like it's just dope, you know? So, was there a point, like, how'd you guys come up with the name? Was there a point where you guys were like thinking of like a whole bunch of different things? And then you guys were just like, man, let's just call it the collective, keep it simple. <laughs> call it what know? it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You so, know? Uh, what happened, so when I started it, uh, that first group chat, I actually called it the Young Black Professionals of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, and then, like, two <laughs> things happened. Uh, first thing happened was, like, yeah, I want to add my friends to this, but they're not professionals. So I'm like, what do you mean they're not professionals? They have jobs, right? They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. but they, they have different kind of jobs. I was like, okay, I can see how the word professional might be intimidating for yeah. some people who might uh, work in a trade that they might not consider, like, oh, I'm a professional. Yeah. Uh, so, like, all right, let's, let's just get rid of the word professional uh, so we removed that barrier. Yeah. And then the second thing that happened is like, all right, you have people who want to add people that aren't black to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, well, this is my best friend and, uh, they're about the culture. I'm like, you know what? This makes sense. It's like, uh, we're not monolithic, like black people, are not monolithic. So, mm-hmm. uh, everybody who's black is not necessarily about the culture. And you might yeah. have some people who aren't black who are more about the culture than most of the black people, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's, yeah. Facts. Uh, that's facts. So we, it was like, all right, so I should probably get rid of young black if we're just going to have everyone of every race in here because uh, I would say it's certainly themed in a, yeah. uh, in a, in a black culture, but we're, we're not exclusively black. Yeah. Um, so it was like, okay, uh, I called it the collective upper left coast uh, to, to kind of, Throw a little bit of uh, spaces right here, bro. <laughs> yeah, We're going through phases yeah, right exactly. now, bro. Yeah, it was like, all right, upper left coast, like that. That seems like uh, it has a little little ring to it. it like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know it's us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it's us. Uh, and upper left coast was just just too long. Yeah. <laughs> like you got the collective upper left coast. That's too many words. You're not gonna find any social handles like that. Yeah. Uh, so we just broke it down to the collective and yeah. added Seattle to it because yeah. there's a lot of collectives all around America. Gotcha. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're at the collective Seattle now, and it works. That's yeah. what's up, man. It's dope. TCS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, you know, it's crazy. Do you remember my uh, theory about reverse gentrification? Did I tell you about that? Well, I think you told me a lot of things. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I have this. Uh, I have this. Um, this theory that you know, uh, gentrification is a major issue, right, yeah. all over, but especially here. And <clears throat> as we start to lose spaces and neighborhoods. You know, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? No, no, right. I'm, 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 so, um, <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> as we start to lose spaces in neighborhoods, you know, what I've noticed was, you know, um, we tend to uh, be very welcoming and inviting into spaces that are ours, right, to those, like, who aren't from our culture. And what I realized was what you guys are doing and what a lot of other movements are doing is allowing us to at least congregate, which is number one, right? So we can go to places together, right? And make our presence felt. Because I think for a long time, Seattle, you know, the black community, like I said, has been fragmented. So we never really got a chance to make our presence felt. Uh, But I always had an idea of like, yo, maybe what if we just go to white-owned restaurants and white spaces and go there and congregate there and see what happens. It's like a social experiment because would we essentially bring the value down in those spaces? Would they not want to go there anymore because we're there, right? Um, So I I don't know. I just wanted to... I think I think it'd be a dope experiment. I don't know. So I would say, like, down for that? <laughs> anecdotally, we definitely have experiences there. So, yeah. uh, like, 
given most of these young professionals work at these companies that are generally headquartered downtown, mm-hmm. like most of the spaces that we like kick it in are not black owned. Mm, that uh, that's true. And it's interesting to see how people react when we show up there in large groups. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. you have, let's say, one set that is kind of like indifferent to us being there and you have another set is like uh, they might prefer if we're not there yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and they, they show that in terms of how they interact with us and you mm-hmm. have like a whole a whole other set that's like they recognize our economic value they mm-hmm. recognize what we're bringing uh, and they actively reach out to, yeah. to host us in their establishment exactly mm-hmm. uh, exactly like at at view like shout out to Chuck like he welcomes us and yeah and open or open up this venue to us and would like to see us more often yeah and, uh, uh, same with uh, the coterie downtown the coterie work lounge yeah um so I that's something that I've uh, tried to pay attention to is like yeah. who wants us in their space yeah uh, and who doesn't want us in that's their space because we have we're bringing like a bunch of twenty year olds fresh out of or not twenty maybe they're like twenty four whatever yeah. uh. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of college with six figure salaries, like they they can substantially change your business if you get enough yeah, of them in yeah. it. Like they can change what the P and L looks that week. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if you don't if you don't recognize that, you don't uh, care whether or not we're there. You don't care about the influence we have in the community. Mm-hmm. You don't care uh, about uh, us patronizing your business, and you don't want to cater to us. Yeah. Fine, we'll find someone else. Someone else who will. Yeah, I think I I just. And maybe reverse gentrification is like a stretch and in in, in calling it that. But I just I like the fact that we're able to congregate and go to places together because um, it hasn't always been that way. And I think it's important. I think I think paying attention to how we're being like people are reacting to it is important, too. Sometimes you may be having so much fun. You don't even know what's going on, though. Right. Yeah. So that's dope. That's dope, man. I love it. I love it. Um, now, we always want to give our guests a chance to kind of talk about what's on the horizon. I'm pretty sure y'all got a lot of things down the pipeline, a lot of events maybe. Um, but yeah, feel free to kind of share some things that you guys got coming up for the people to know about. Absolutely. So uh, we're going, people have so much fun at the day party. We're just going to do the day party again. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's that time of year. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the last one, we sold 300 tickets in three days and yeah. We had 300 people on the wait list for tickets at the time of the, the day party. So yeah. it's like there's uh, additional need for more people who <laughs> want to experience the day this party. This was the day lit? Yes. Day party. Oh, day lit. Oh, I heard about that. I heard the list. I heard the waiting list. <laughs> clearly, like, oh, clearly, clearly you're on yeah. the wait list, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we had, uh, again, Culture Shock in there, uh, Layback Lord, DJ Blast. Yeah, uh, shout, out, shout out Bobby. Yeah. And that was, that was just a really good time. So we'll do that again probably, I'll say, July 6th. Um, be on the lookout for that. We're going to do uh, Rhyme and Reason, the spoken word show again. Mm. Um, so that's going to probably be somewhere in July and August. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a partnership with Zillow. Uh, mm. So they have, they're headquartered downtown. They have one of the best roof decks in the city. I was there. Um, swag surfing. Yeah. In the office. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So we're going to swag surf in the we'll office again. Uh, so, and that's going to be July 25th. So uh, look out for those those RCPs. That's gonna be free to Hell everyone, yeah. um, and that's gonna be at capacity real quick. So mm-hmm. when those RCPs drop, please don't wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm in there. I'm trying to swag surf with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, swag surf next to a Dell computer and like a desk and stuff is is different, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Then we got a. Uh, 
we'll do the spin classes again. So uh, shout out to Brittany Love at Cycle Bar. Yes, sir. Uh, so that will uh, continue throughout the summer, throughout the year. Uh, and hopefully we, we get back to doing some like uh, more cultural activities just outside, like uh, cookouts on the beach or mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll get like a basketball game going. But uh, really, we're going to do a lot of things. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. things that we don't plan. Yeah. Like that are just people are just posting in the Slack yeah, or yeah. posting on the Facebook group. Like show up to those who like yeah. it's it's a hot summer already. Yeah. And it's already moving too fast. Exactly. Um but yeah, just follow us on Instagram at the Collective Seattle mm-hmm. uh and the dot com. Sign up for the email list. Yes, sir. Uh, and don't miss out, because uh, there will be some some fun happening. I love it, man. I love it. It's, it sounds like you've created or you and your team, and though, I mean, it's like everybody's able to create their own opportunities within this greater opportunity called the collective, which is dope, man. Um, definitely support the vision, man. I see it. Yeah. I'm living it. I'm in it. Yeah. We in it. I'm, I'm coming for that email list. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to miss nothing. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely. Um, now, I always ask this question for all our guests. Um, kind of sums up, you know, all that we've discussed, and it can also cast ahead. Um, some things that you got coming down just for yourself personally. Um, so if you can, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? And you can explain it as well. One word. Uh, let's just say growth. Uh, so I believe that you should uh, generally try to make your life better in, like, in every way possible. Like you should uh, want to be physically more healthy Mm -hmm. you should want to be professionally more healthy Mm -hmm. socially more healthy mentally more healthy Mm -hmm. uh, all of that so uh, if you always seek to get better every day Mm -hmm. uh, like generally that's that's just going to compound and over time like Mm -hmm. you're just going to be pretty awesome at something Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you just get one inch better every day like Mm -hmm. two years from now like that's gonna be feet progress (laughs) man it's a marathon for real consistency man yeah and then uh i actually have a quote that even kind of inspired me to bring up like the uh the thing that kind of keeps me moving uh is of course like uh the people who get what they want are the ones who show up to get it uh mm, so essentially like <laughs> <laughs> if you want something to happen just, just show up and do it like yeah. mm-hmm. uh it's always it always takes forever to just start something yeah mm-hmm. the starting is the hardest step so just yeah take I, that step and, I, and I, I think you guys are making it easier for those who are having a hard time to start Mm-hmm. Definitely with, 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 with what you created. Um, yeah. And uh, for real. I guess uh, before I leave, like, uh, shout out to the people who helped me with the collective, like yeah. uh, Muhammad Adio, mm-hmm. uh, Ravina Broomfield in there sometimes, Angelina in there, mm-hmm. uh, Dean, he's, he's leaving Seattle, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dara, help, or Dara Oki, she helped me with the website like mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, we uh, We appreciate all of them. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm glad you can name important. those names too, man. It's important yeah. to to kind of pay attention to just the journey, man, and who you're meeting along the way, who's helping you, mm-hmm. who you're helping. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Shout out to the team. Shout yeah. out to the squad, man. Yeah. Teamwork make the dream work. Shout yeah. out our team right here, man. Yeah, y'all too. What's next for the <laughs> What's next for the yeah. up and up though? Um, yeah, man. We got, I mean, we got some great things. So we're obviously continuously uh, building out uh, our own kind of events. We have the world is yours, which is an entrepreneurship. And uh, entrepreneurship workshop for young creatives out here who are just aspiring to do things for themselves. Um, <clears throat> obviously, UpAndUpClothing.com is live. Go get yourself live. fresh. Uh, stay on the Up and Up in style. 
Um, and please enter in to win tickets to see Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, some things that are we can't announce yet, but uh, they're Cooking on the secrets. Yeah, so call them secrets. Yeah. Camera goes yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll but we got some things that we're definitely trying to build, uh, more tangible things for the community. Um, yeah, man, and just continuously doing more, more, more episodes. What's up? Is y'all good? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. More episodes, more content, more dialogue, right? And just more cultivating of the culture, man. That's that's what people can expect from us moving forward, right? All and right, as long as you're doing what you're doing, we are gonna keep doing what we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. We bringing the whole collective to the next up and up function. Mm. Oh yeah, oh, that's well, a wrap. We, you know, we sliding through. You yeah. guys. <laughs> 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 definitely, man. Well, um, with that said, man, we definitely appreciate you coming to the show, um, sharing your story, sharing some of your experience. Um, you know, you got us as supporters always. Always. Um, we got your back. With that being said, I think it's safe to say Anthony Kerr and the Collective <laughs> Seattle are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we yeah. get up? A round of applause for my brother. Appreciate you, dog. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up.